Chapter 1 My stepbrother Coulter re-entered my world on the worst day of my life. Coulter showing his very unwelcome face was the third disaster that happened on the day that upended my entire existence. First, I turned 18. A clock hissed past 1241, and my mother grinned from her hospital bed. Skin stretched taut over her brittle bones, but she still managed an expression reminiscent of a smile. Happy birthday, beautiful. She'd whispered to where I sat on the chair, pulled as close to her as possible. Those were the last words she ever said. Those three little words. I didn't think my mom planned to die on my 18th birthday, but that was how it worked out. At 6-something a.m. on the day I officially became an adult, she had already been dead for four long, wakeful hours. I sat outside the hospital, and I couldn't cry. Three years ago, one of my shittiest grief counselors told me my eyes wouldn't let me cry forever, but I'd never believed her. It sounded like one of the lines they memorized in some group grief counselor training. But it turned out that she was right. And after two and a half days of straight crying, my tears were gone. Cassie? I turned to look through the bright blue bars of the half-pirate ship I sat on. A woman stepped into view, standing on the lower deck of the small enclosed playground attached to the pediatrics department. My hand peeled away from the cold metal bar, and I waved. Jen's lovely round face turned up to look at me, a hint of a small smile crossing her lips. Hey, sweetheart. Splotches of red rimmed her oval eyes, which probably meant she'd waited until her tears dried up before she found me. She threw a thumb over her shoulder. You ditched me in the bathroom. Did you want to play on the playground? Her tone sounded off, as if she gave up on her attempt at humor before the words passed her lips. I looked around at the cold playground that the early morning light barely touched. We'd been suffering a strange cold front since Thanksgiving. It even dipped below the 40s at night. No Los Angeles kid would be caught dead out in this type of weather. I'd been surprised that the door to the outside had even opened for me. I just figured there wouldn't be anyone out here, I said, shrugging. I didn't mean it as a dismissal, but she took it that way, stepping back toward the sliding doors that swarmed with painted fish. I can wait for you inside. No, I stood. I'll come down. I climbed down the icy ladder, feeling the nip of the cold at my fingers. When I stood before my stepmom, exhaling white clouds between us, I realized that we were almost the exact same height now. I had to blink at her a couple of times. I hadn't really looked at her since she'd arrived with my father last night. Her forehead furrowed, and her arms came out. Can I hug you, honey? I trudged over the lip of the pirate ship and into her arms. Of course. I'm sorry, Jen. I've been sort of crazy for a couple of days. I probably haven't even greeted you guys. She clutched onto me, thin cords of muscle banding around my shoulders. Sweetheart, you are welcome to go absolutely insane if you want. Lose your mind. I'll carry you around if I have to. Pulling back, I said, thanks. Not quite there, but check in with me in a little while. I tried on a smile, but from the concern in her eyes, I could tell it fell short. She rubbed up and down my arms. I loved your mom. She was the most badass woman I knew. Yeah, I said, because the only thing I heard was the word was. Jen held her hand out to me. You want to go straight to the car? 
please. The word came out softer than a whisper, so I cleared my throat and repeated, please, if we can. Dad doesn't mind arranging all the hospital stuff. Of course not. Jen's hand was warm, dry, strong, and comforting. I focused on that as we re-entered the hospital. Doors hissed open, fluorescent bulbs shone into our eyes, and the smell of disinfectant bombarded us as we made our way through pediatrics. One foot after the other, we navigated through the hospital all the way to the lobby's open spaces in bright colors. As we passed the gift shop, Mary Sue waved at me from the counter, her white hair making a halo around her smiling face. She probably didn't know about Mom yet. I just nodded and kept walking. And then we were out. We were out of my home, away from home for the last several years. Out of the place that I ingrained all of my emotions into since the age of 11, 